Hey guys, welcome to the inaugural episode of the Wisconsin Sports Appeal Podcast. We're just a podcast talking about all things Wisconsin sports. Anything from Bucks, Brewers, Packers, Badgers, and Golden Eagles, we got you. Uh, I'm your host, Rohan Kutti, and I'm joined today by Billy Myers and Will Montreal. What's up? Uh, I thought we'd switch things up a little for introductions and do a sort of icebreaker type intro where the other two people describe the other person. So I'll let Billy and Will describe me first. Okay, well, I'm Billy. And as uh, Rohan said, he's our host. And if I could describe him in a word, what would you say, Will? One word to describe Rohan. Ooh, one word? I don't know. Just warm and welcoming. That's he's just a really nice sure. presence. <laughs> nice. That works. I know that's more than one word, but he's just a nice presence that round. And just Rohan knows a lot about the Bucks. He's he writes for the Bucks, and I think I think he writes for the Bucks, right? Will? I'm pretty sure. I mean, I haven't read anything. Thanks. Yeah, he does. Just some, kidding. He does some stuff. He's he's written some cool stuff, and yeah, I do. Write yeah, we about call the him. Bucks. The, yeah, we call him. He's he's like my brown buddy. So he's a nice, nice I, warm. I am person. Indian, and I do have brown skin. <laughs> That's okay. what makes it work, you know. I do write I'm about the party. Bucks for BehindTheBuckPass.com, which is fan sided Milwaukee Bucks site. So the Bucks are kind of my expertise. Shameless self promotion. Yeah. Okay, Will. Uh, let's you and me. Let's describe Billy. <clears throat> hmm. I would just say. What can you a, say about me? I think he's a sports philosopher, me really. I don't know he's what else. He's pretty good at uh I do like to argue about sports. Sure, sure. He likes to argue about every topic. Yeah. That's his go to. Yeah, he just he, anything I just that you know, bring out a topic. I just always know what's right. Yeah, he just debates everything. So this is gonna be fun. Uh Billy, let's describe <laughs> Will. All right. Well, if Rowan, I'm going to come at you right now. If you could have one word to describe Will. Uh, Montreal. <laughs> that's just wow. his last that, name. That's just my name, man. Yeah, I panicked. And I'm sorry. From, uh, if I could have one word to describe Will, it would be fuzzy. Fuzzy? That's just no one. because of his hair. He's just a teddy bear. You just want to cuddle up with him. Yeah, that's okay. what I think every time I see him. That's weird, Rohan. <laughs> yeah, actually, can you take that out later? <laughs> nope. I'm not doing taking that out in post. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, Will knows a lot about football. Every time I talk to him, I'm like, hey, who starts for the Browns? And he always knows. He's got <laughs> that so. entire jersey memorized, that uh, windowsill Browns jersey quarterback. Yep. Didn't they just trade for Brock Osweiler? They did. did. We can talk about that later. Did. I'm not even a Browns fan, but yeah, all right. We can talk about that. <laughs> so, Will knows everything about football. Rohan knows everything about basketball. Will does know stuff fall. about baseball, too. Yeah, we can toss that in there. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, I thought as our first topic about the show, free agency for the NFL has just began. So, we thought we'd talk about, are the Packers doing less with more than any other NFL team in history? That is a deep question. So, what do you guys think? Well, uh... You know, wait, I, I have okay, a lot to right, say right. about this topic. Go for it. I don't want to go first. I'd like, I'd like you guys to start it off, okay. and then I'll tell you where I'm coming from. Go for it, Will. 
Sure, sure. All right, well, I'd say I kind of agree with that. I think the Packers, uh, I don't know, are they wasting Aaron Rodgers' prime years? Partially. They're not surrounding him, especially on the defensive side, with enough like talent to win as compared to teams like the Patriots and even now like the Atlanta Falcons are starting to do. Yeah, like the Patriots, they just uh, signed Stephon Gilmore, so they really... Uh, they paired him with Malcolm Butler, so that's like a defensive front to be reckoned with, and they're already the reigning Super Bowl champs. So you wonder, are the Packers doing enough to put themselves even in the conversation for Super Bowl contender? Well, they did add Bennett this week, which is a big free agent signing. Uh, he'll take over for Cook, and he's pretty much an upgrade. He is a... Uh, they, need, they do need some cornerbacks, so that's their weak link. I mean, offensively, I think... Uh, they did a great job in free agency so far because of the Martellus Bennett signing. I would say that's probably the splashiest free agent signing that Ted Thompson has ever made. Splashiest. That can be argued. Or Peppers. I would say Martellus Bennett because Julius Peppers, when he signed with the Packers, he was already entering the tail end of his career. Martellus Bennett is already, like, he's still a productive player. But not to say that Julius Peppers wasn't a productive player, but Martellus Bennett is still in the prime physical years that he has in the NFL. Yeah, I think, Billy? I just think that uh, the Packers are underachieving with Aaron Rodgers. Do you want to back and that up? And I think up? that you guys are kind of, Yeah, I do want to back that up. I think uh, I think a lot of people this past year especially, throughout the season, and especially on the Packers' run, were bringing up the fact like, okay, who's the best quarterback in the NFL? And a lot of them said Aaron Rodgers. I mean, isn't that right? Yeah, I would mm-hmm. say. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. During the season, right? A yeah. lot of people were saying, okay, who's the best quarterback in the NFL? That's Aaron Rodgers. And if... You think that Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady. Okay, well, in the past few years, who has more Super Bowls? And that's really like what I'm getting at here is that the Packers aren't doing as good as they should be with Aaron Rodgers, and that shows in our playoff success or lack thereof. Okay, I, mean, I see where you're coming from, uh, but I was a little... I mean, uh, you can't really blame it on Rodgers, I don't feel like. I don't blame it on Rodgers. I blame it on the Packers. Like okay, the front office, that, yeah. if they can't, yeah, I blame who's ever not bringing enough talent to the team. So you would blame yeah. Ted Thompson, right? And especially this past season, and it seems like the Packers every year the injuries, 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 and then like okay, the next guy has to step up. But it seems like, especially like in that playoff loss to the Falcons, the next guy was not ready to step up, <laughs> and we were outplayed in that game. And injuries, I mean, you can blame it on injuries, but you know. We weren't ready to go. There's some interesting insight on that, actually, because with the Martellus Bennett signing, you would people were thinking that Ted Thompson had finally turned over a new leaf. But Jermichael Finley, ex-Packers tight end Jermichael Finley, tweeted about the Martellus Bennett signing, and he said, uh, quote, it's not Ted, it's the mofos under him, promise you. So wow. maybe it's not. So does that, is Jermichael Finley trying to say, like, it's not Ted's fault that the Packers aren't winning Super Bowls? No, I think he's trying to say that it wasn't Ted Thompson that signed Martellus Bennett. It was internal pressure. Oh. Well, yeah, I would agree with that. Thompson's almost never opened up his checkbook for an outside guy. Yeah, this is not always... Right. It's rare. This is the first... like once every couple years. Yeah, this is the first unrestricted free agent that Ted Thompson has signed since 2012. 
Right. I mean, that was, that's uh, excluding. Yeah. So do you put, so Rohan, do you put the blame on Ted Thompson for us not being more successful, especially in the playoffs? Yeah, I would say that. I would put the blame on Ted Thompson because as you were saying, he's, there's, there's a lack of, I wouldn't say it's a lack of depth, but a lack of, let's say more talent. They need, they already, they have talent on their roster, but they need more. Like Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, Jordy Nelson, Haha, Clinton Dix. Who would you say are the elite players on the Packers roster? Uh, All right. I mean, you just named them. Rodgers. Clay Matthews, I guess. Bakhtiari. Is, is Clay Matthews still Mike elite? Mike Daniels. Uh, that's that's a really. different question. He's getting old now. Yeah. He's, getting a little, he's getting a little older now. He's losing his depth. Okay. So but they, need, they need help defensively. I think their offense is fine. I know they lost TJ Lang this week now. But they did the same thing. They let Sitton walk last year, and it worked out okay. They, they cut Sitton. I know that, but they let him go anyways. Yeah. And it worked out okay with Lane Taylor. Yeah, but like, so the they, thing is, they can fill the offense. The thing is, there was a clear-cut replacement for Josh Sitton and Lane Taylor. Who's the clear-cut replacement for TJ Lang? Is it Don Barkley moving him? No, not, Bar- no, not Barkley. Spriggs. you got to go with Jason Spriggs. Do you want to move him from guard to tackle? You really want to move Spriggs, Will? Right now, he's better than Barclay inside. Barclay is not a good offensive lineman. You don't wow. think so? No, Barclay's been not good the last like three years for this team. So what? They, you... they just did resign him, but hmm? they they must believe. Okay, but TJ Lang has been one of the best. Was one of the best linemen in the league for the past few years, and now we're losing him. So, do you think that the Packers should have spent the extra money to resign it? I think so, yeah. And I think that just falls back on like reflecting on the Packers the last few years. We didn't keep TJ Lang. That's gonna look. That's gonna not. That's. I'm trying to say that's not gonna help Aaron Rodgers. And like we need to do things that'll help the best player on our team. Arguably one of the best players exactly. of all time. Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy were both very vocal about keeping TJ Lang on the team. So that seems to talk. Mm-hmm. That seems to you know feed the discrepancy between the front office and like the coaching staff and the players like you would you would think the maybe one of the best players in nfl history would have some input right (laughs) true like you could say you could make the uh cross comparison to the nba like lebron james has been billed as like a front office member per se like when he wants things he gets it done like he forces the front Mm -hmm. office to do that that's like the reputation that he has but he's only doing that, and he only has that reputation, is because he's one of the greatest players to ever play in the NBA. So would you not think right. that Aaron Rodgers would have the same type of reputation to be able to influence the front office? Right. Well, it seems like he doesn't. That's... Oh, but they did get Bennett, so maybe that is kind of his argument of influencing. Yeah, I agree that they let Lang go, but Lang was almost... He's 30 years old now. Okay, here's maybe, a question. Maybe younger about... again. Okay, what's your question? Here's a question just just about like the front office and like are they are they the reason that the Packers aren't succeeding? Well, the Packers did not have a good beginning of the season this year. Do we remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, let's say that it didn't end the way it did and we didn't go on that. I don't know how many games we run we won in a row. But let's say that we didn't win that many games in a row and say like we went 8 and 8 or we had a losing season. And, like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers played amazing, and a lot of players on that team stepped up so that we did go on a winning streak. But just let's let's just uh, hypothetically say that that didn't happen and that the P- 
Packers like ended eight and eight or just as a bad season, do you think that there would have been more change ups and things would have happened in the front office? Do I you think, think Thompson so. would still be there. I think so. I think for sure there would have been changes if the Packers, let's say, went eight and eight, as you said. Uh, if the Packers went eight and eight, that would be a major problem because the anytime Aaron Rodgers is on your team, you expect them to be a Super Bowl contender. And right. it, and if they go if if they play five hundred football, something's wrong. Whether it's the right. coaching and I staff. mean the way we played at the beginning of the season, like I'm thinking back, I think we lost to like the Titans, and we just looked like awful. Their offense was just unstoppable against us. Yeah, and I'm just thinking about the beginning of the season and just like how bad we were, and maybe something should have happened in the front office. See, like that's the thing. Did Aaron Rodgers save Ted Thompson's job by playing his mind out? I think he did, yeah. I, I don't think so. I he I think Thompson's got a good enough track record where you can't get rid of him from one bad year. See the thing is same thing not, with McCarthy. Yeah, but why keep him around? Why keep him around if he's not delivering Super Bowls? So if you're gonna if that's gonna be your argument, why does any general manager still have technically a job? Because not every general manager is Aaron Rodgers. That's true. That's true. Hmm, that's actually not a bad point. But Ted Thompson has Aaron Rodgers, and he's won one Super Bowl in the past however many years. So but, why does he still have his job? Because they've been successful under him. You can say the same thing about Brett Favre. They've been successful in the regular season. They won one Super Bowl with Brett Favre. For See, over that's the thing. The 15 you've, years they had with him. You've had two of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play in the league, and you have two Super Bowls for that? Thompson wasn't the GM with with Favre for the whole time. I know. I'm just saying. Maybe, for, maybe the end of his career. For his. You're line. just reflecting more on the Packers organization now. On the during <laughs> Ted Thompson's tenure as the GM of the Green Bay Packers, they have had one Super Bowl appearance. That's more than most teams. Yes, and they have Rodgers. So wouldn't you think that there would be, like, you expect more than one Super Bowl appearance? Don't you? Okay, Will. Here's a, yes. here's a scenario. You're Mark Murphy, and you own the Green Bay Packers. You actually own them, okay? <laughs> it's not like everyone owns them. You are the owner of the Green Bay Packers. Do you fire Ted Thompson? After this year, no. Even if we, they would have not finished, even if they would not win the playoffs, I don't think you fire Ted Thompson. You, you make changes lower before you make changes upper. If the Packers wouldn't have made the playoffs this year, I would have not kept Ted Thompson. Oh, for sure. I think even after this year, you, you would have me, to... Ron? Yeah, I would say I'm with you. I would say even after this year, maybe not fire Ted Thompson, but you have to make like a splashy uh, assistant GM move. Like you have to get... Uh, what's the Seahawks guy's name? Rob Schneider or something? John, John Schneider. John, John Schneider. Schneider. Sorry. Like get him. Make him the assistant GM. You talking about their current the Seahawks current GM? Oh, he's their current. I sorry, I messed up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but either way, Thompson's track record is good enough for your, he's better than most GMs in the NFL. He's done enough with his team to at least make it continue to be successful with Rodgers. I know, but okay. you got to take them. I know over you're the saying hump. words, but all I'm hearing, I know you're saying <laughs> words, but all I'm hearing is that the Packers have been successful. Maybe we're saying different things about what success is. Because, sure, the Packers are one of the best teams in the regular season, and they have an incredible streak of going to the playoffs. But who cares unless we win Super Bowls? And we've won one Super Bowl. So are we successful? How many of the Patriots won? 
since we've won one. Okay, but the, the Patriots have the best coach in NFL history. Probably, probably the best quarterback in NFL history. And they had the best defense in the NFL last year. The Packers had one of okay, the worst that, defenses. Okay, but okay, but why do they have the coach they have? Because of because somebody brought that coach in. Why do they have such great defensive players? Because they bring those things in. It all goes back to the front office. That's true. Like they don't build that defense from nothing. That defense. We gotta come coach that defense. That defense doesn't come stock with a team. You gotta build it. Like as I was saying earlier, the Stephon Gilmore signing. You have to make moves like that. The Packers were oh, the 31st ranked pass defense in the NFL last year, and they still haven't signed a single pass rusher or a cornerback. And if that was the Patriots, of course they would be. If the Patriots had such a bad pass defense, they would be signing more people. And they have been making free agent moves. Mm, I see what you're going with. But, yeah. Like, I don't know. Will, when you say that. The Patriots, like, the Patriots are a great organization, but the Packers have that potential. That's all I'm trying to say. I, I get what you're saying, but I don't think Thompson's the one to blame. You got, I think at some point, you don't take the guy at the top right away. You got to look at what's beneath him. I think, my opinion is, Dom Capers is one of the issues. You, okay. I feel like his de- ever since they won a Super Bowl, his defense has not been the same. They That's haven't true. been as good. That's true. And it's not like they're it's they're running they're running the exact same defense, the same everything on defense, but they just haven't had the same success. Okay. So getting, maybe that's where you switch it up. Getting back to the original question, are they doing less with more than any other team in NFL history? Would you guys say yes, yes. or no? Yes. Will. Um I guess I would yes have to no. say yes. yes. There are there are things they could do better. Okay. So right now, currently, the Packers have about $28 million in cap space. What are they supposed to do with it? Well, at this point in free agency, there's not a lot left. I mean, if you're going to look at a corner, the only ones available is Morris Claiborne from Dallas. Yeah, do you go sign Morris Claiborne? Um, I don't know. Do you want another injury-prone corner who's really only had one good year? Or do you want to be stuck with um, a trio of young corners who have no vets because Sam Shields was released? Yeah, well, Terrence Newman is also on, Don't hate on Gunter. I'm not hating. I'm just saying they have no vets. There's a, Sounds yeah, like hate coming from your direction. <laughs> okay. Gunter graded out as the 98th cornerback in the NFL last year. Yeah, why, is, why, isn't he in the top 10? why isn't he in the top 10? Why is he not There's, in the top ten? Because he's awful. <laughs> top ten is reserved. Hey, Morris Claiborne finished twelfth last year. Yeah. See, do you go sign? However, he do you go he sign only Morris Claiborne? Four, he only played four hundred well, snaps. What are you saying? You, you're saying he's, You're saying he's good, yes. but he shouldn't sign him. It, he's injury prone. Well, let me just we've been about how this team. Hey, we've been talking well, about how this team gets injured right too now. often. Why well, take another guy who gets hurt every game? Listen the guy's never played sixteen games a year. Yeah. Listen to me for a second, Will. You. Right now, the way you sound, you are Ted Thompson. You're not willing to go out there and take a risk with this guy like Claiborne, who could really be good and add to our defense because, oh, maybe he's injury prone. Okay, last year he was the 12th best cornerback. Why not bring him onto the team and see what he can do for our defense? But no, you're like, oh, maybe this, maybe that. And that's what's wrong with the Packers. Exactly what you are saying. They're not willing to take risks. 
Claiborne played exactly. like Okay, Claiborne did not even play a full season. He's never played a full okay, season. Okay, but I'm trying to go for more than Claiborne right now. I'm trying to say I'm trying to just bring up the bigger point that the Packers aren't willing to go out there and take risks in free agency. And maybe that's yeah. what teams need to do. That, that's what Ted Thompson's done his whole career. And uh, taking risks in free agency. And that's why we're not winning Super no. Bowls. Oh my gosh. Okay, so here's another question I pose for you guys. If Eddie, like, let's get back to the offensive end. If Eddie Lacy leaves, he's met with Seattle, he's met with Minnesota. If he leaves... He's a fat... Yeah, yeah <laughs> this is a PG podcast. Uh, if Love Ed, that Chinese food. If Eddie Lacy leaves, do you sign Jamal Charles or do you sign Adrian Peterson? If you have the chance. They never will. If they so have why the chance. Will we talk about it. If they they have never the will. No, do you think... What, like, what about... Hey, if we want to... They never like, will. Well, how about not those, one of those two? Why not take a look at a guy like LeGarrette Blunt? Has he not been signed? Okay, yeah, No, he's not? a free agent as well. Yeah, I'd take a shot if you're gonna pick, If you're going to pick one of those running backs, you should... This is my, okay, my view is we don't need more guys that get hurt on this team. Peterson's been hurt. Uh, Charles has been hurt. Either you go after Garrett okay, both of them. Okay, they both have potential to be top five running backs in the league. Does Garrett Blunt have that? Well, Blunt scored eighteen touchdowns last year. Okay, yes, he's playing for the Patriots. the Patriots fed him in the red zone. I would agree yep. with Will in the situation because you don't want to take a flyer on a older, like less product, like entering the twilight of his career when you could take like a still productive running back like Blunt, even though he might not have the same potential as Peterson or Charles. I would agree with you, Will. I would say you should take a flyer on Blunt. Or there's other guys out there still. Latavius Murray from Oakland, still a free agent. Yep, he met with Seattle, I think. We need a running back that's not currently on our roster because even if we keep Lacey, like, what has he done for us these what past is, few yeah, years? Yeah, Ty Montgomery and Eddie Lacey is not something to fear. There's flashes There's flashes where Ty Montgomery has looked great, and sure, he should stay in the backfield. There's been flashes where Eddie Lacy hasn't been so fat, and he has run the ball. <laughs> but are we going to bank on that? We need a running game for Aaron Rodgers. That's true, but here's my idea. We just signed two... So go get somebody. We just signed two really athletic tight ends, right? And they're both pass-blocking and run-blocking tight ends, right? They're willing to pass-block and run-block. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. not Jared Cook's strength. Martellus Bennett and Lance Kendricks can do that. If you run nickel packages with just the two tight end sets, you can get a wide open running game, which is why they need to take advantage of a running back on the market. Exactly. Or in the yeah, draft. We need to bring somebody in. It, or you take a look in the draft. Is this a is this a high is this a yeah, running this back? Yeah, this is a really good running back draft. Yeah. That's what that's what all the uh analysts have been saying. Yeah, but it's also like a I've hear, I've heard it's also a uh, really strong cornerback draft. So do you wait? Do you take not waste? Do you use your first round draft pick to draft a running back or a cornerback? Well, it all depends on who's available. There'll be more corners available than running backs in the first round. Do you, do you uh, wait till the second round to take a cornerback and then draft a running back first round if you don't sign anyone in free agency? Um, I would probably argue take a corner first round. It's a bigger need than running back. For this team. Okay. I think this team could get away with Montgomery and like a second or third on running back in like a committee approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got, I think you got to look corner first round. Corner first round. What or do you pass, think, Billy? Or pr- pass rusher if you could find one of those either, also. 
Billy, what's your take? I trust Ted Thompson when it comes to this. The one thing he's good at, the draft. That's very true. That's why, that's, if he wasn't good at the draft, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have a job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, so that's the sole reason he has his job. He nails it every year. Well, most years. Most years. So, whatever Ted Thompson does, I'll trust him in the draft. But free agency is a different animal. So, speaking of free agent draft markets, what's another sport that does that? Basketball. Let's talk about the NBA, guys. The Bucks are on a tear. Well, they were on a tear. They just had their six-game win streak ended by the Memphis Grizzlies. What do you guys think about how they've turned their season around? Rohan, what do you think about how they've turned their season around? <laughs> okay, in my opinion, when Jabari Parker went down with the second ACL injury, I thought this season was over. I thought, May I just point out that that was the very same game that Chris Middleton came back. That was heartbreaking. Let's take a moment. Let's let's take a moment of silence for Jabari Parker. All right, that's All right go on. Okay, and, and moment of silence. When Jabari went down with the second ACL tear, I was heartbroken. Not just because of like the Bucks product, but like that poor kid. Like he's twenty-one years old, and he's already had two ACL tears in the same knee. Like he's still on his rookie deal. He's he was in line for a max extension this summer. Like you just think about him and his family and whether he can get back or not. That's your first thought. Your second thought is, wow, this Bucks team is going to be awful because you don't think Chris Middleton's going to come back right away because he had a terrible injury, he tore his hamstring off his bone. You don't think that he's going to come back at full strength and or when he comes back to full strength, it'll already be the next season. So the first thought is you need to you need to get the tank started. You need to get a high draft pick because this is a very uh, deep draft. So you want to get the highest pick available because there are franchise altering guys in this draft like Fultz, like Lonzo Ball, like Josh Jackson, like Malik Monk. Like you want to tank to get guys like that. So you want to start all your young players, lose some games. There were a lot of people who were saying we should fire Jason Kidd. But if Jason Kidd is making you lose games, keep wow. him. That's a better way to lose games because you want to get the higher pick because the season's gone without Parker. That's your first thought, right? The season is gone wow. without Jabari Parker. So you start Thon Maker at the 5. You start Malcolm Brogdon at the 1. You don't play Giannis as many minutes because you want to save him and you don't want him to get injured as well. So that that was my thought, but then they started to win games, and I was really confused <laughs> because, like, Chris Middleton really brought this team together. Sure, he may not be as full. Like, mid. He may not be at full strength yet, but what he's doing now is scary. If this is not full strength, because he's the glue that's bringing this team together. I don't know how you... Even Giannis said in a post-game interview once, like, what's the reason you guys are winning games? He had a simple two-word answer, and it was Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. Yeah. Yeah. So what if you... I knew those two words. (laughs) Good job, Billy. 
So, I don't, I don't know. Like, you're starting Thon at the 5, but he's only playing, like, 7 minutes a game, so it doesn't matter. But they're winning games. They're on a 6-game win streak. They're in the playoffs right now. Like, they're the 8th seed in the playoffs, and they're, like, a ge- within 2 games of the 6th seed. I don't know. What's your guys' take on that? Right, but we're also a game with a not being in the playoffs. See, that's the... And who's right out there? Who's right out there? The Bulls? The Heat? Yeah, the Heat are right out there, and the Bulls and the They've Pistons. been playing really well. Yeah, the Heat have been on a tear. The Heat have been playing really well. They started... Dion Waiters suddenly became the best player in basketball, which doesn't make any sense at all. And then, <laughs> so, the thing is, do you want to lose now, or do you want to win now? What do you guys think? I want to go fast. You want to go fast? Yeah, I'd also like to win, I think. I mean, you want to win. As long as as long as you have it there. I mean, I think this would be a great year. I mean, sure we lost Jabari. He'll be out for a while, but Giannis is playing insane this year. Second best player in the East, obviously. I mean, Middleton's holding this team together like you said and like just a lot of players just stepping up and playing well. Why wouldn't we just want to keep winning, play well? If we can make a push for the playoffs, like that would be great for this franchise. Well, what do yeah, you I think? Yeah, you gotta look at it. You gotta look at it the way this team needs a playoff. At least play a chance in the playoffs for to keep the city involved in the Bucks as well. They're getting the new stadium. It's got to look good if you go into the new stadium with, a, with like a playoff berth the year before. Yeah, actually, I think it'll better for the city. I think the stadium opens in eighteen nineteen season. You're one year off there. Well, okay. I thought I was. I, 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 I get what your point is, but here's my thing. Let me play devil's advocate. Let me just say that I want the Bucks to win. Let me play devil's advocate. Let me say that the Bucks, if they lose games, they get better players they already have one of the best if not the best young core in the nba what if you could make that better would you not want to lose games so you could do that okay but you also have to think about what are we doing now and how is that going to help our future if we lose games this year then we're we're just setting ourselves back for next year like if we can make the playoffs as the eight seed sure we'll be playing the Cavs most likely in the first round but like that would be great for the bucks to be able to play play some games in the playoffs and like sure you say okay we can get better players but like we have a great core now to build around and why wouldn't we want to just keep that going so you're saying playoff experience trumps adding to the young core right that's exactly what so i'm you're, saying like the young core is good enough where if you add playoff experience is as good as adding another young player because you're strengthening the morality and the toughness of this team right yeah so, I personally, I do want them to win now. I think that'd be great for them. Even if they play the Cavaliers or the Celtics, let's say. Like, sure, they're, pro- they're most likely going to lose. But what if they don't? What if they don't? I mean, they could win a couple games. Yeah, they could yeah. win a couple games, but I'm talking series here. Wow. I mean, they, they play well against the Cavs. Yeah, they play up to their competition. That's their problem. They lose to bad teams and beat good teams. And there are right. way more bad teams in the NBA than good teams, so that reflects in their record. Yeah. But, I mean, if they can step up in the playoffs and 
pull off some wins, that would be that'd be great for the team. Like they blew out the Cavs at the beginning of the season, and all three of us went to a double overtime game against the Cavs in Milwaukee. That's true. LeBron did not help us in that game. <laughs> yeah, but still, it was a double overtime game, and LeBron and Kyrie and Kevin Love, they were all playing at full strength. Like, right. the Bucks can match up with that. Sure, I don't expect them to win a series, but what if they do? Right. And then, then you keep playing. I mean, that's all it is. You just keep winning, there you go. That's all it is. So you gotta, yeah, take, you gotta take that chance so you want to win now. Sure, they just lost to the Grizzlies, but the Grizzlies are a good team. But they're still 6-1 and one in their last seven. Like you want them, you want them to win now. That's my, that's my take. Win now. Win now, but own the future. Win now, but own the future. That's perfect. You're perfect. Hey. What? <laughs> You're perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So you guys think that winning now, does that affect? The, how does that affect the future, though? What do you think the implications are for like the next season and the years after? Do you think next season the Bucks are a fifty-win team? No, I think you still have to. There still needs to be more talent on that team. You don't... Even maybe adding if well, when Jabari comes back, does he still fit with the team? What they want to do? Or I, I still don't see them be a fifty-win team next year. They need to add another piece or two. See, that's a topic of discussion right now is whether Jabari fits with this team. Because No, wait. I like the I like the topic. I like the topic that Will brought up that like do we need more talent? Do we need to bring in more talent or is like the rise of Giannis, Chris Middleton coming back, is that going to bring us to being 50 wins? That's what I think because I disagree with you. I think that Giannis playing at full ten- potential like Rohan brought up before like maybe K-Mid isn't at full potential right now what will happen when he is like if those guys are playing at full speed and when Jabari's back like I think we can be a 50 win team I don't think we need to bring in some some washed up veteran or some other talent some piece to the puzzle I think we have it I think we can do it with what we have that's a good point I do think that the worst position right now is probably the center position. We don't have a current answer at the center position because what are we? Who are we playing right now? Like we're starting Thon. I think Thon is our center of the future, but he's not ready to be it like a full time NBA starter right now because he's only playing like seven minutes a game and he's getting bullied in the post. Like that's the opponent's strategy: just bully him in the post because he's too weak. When he puts on a lot right. of weight and gets stronger, then Thon is your perfect five. But right now, we've got John Henson, Greg Monroe, Spencer Hawes. Like, none of those are, none of those guys stick to this team long term, in my opinion. I think they trade John Henson. I think Greg Monroe either option. So, you think we need an answer? You think we need an answer at center now? I do think we need an answer at center because point guard is figured out. We've got Brogdon and Delavadova who can serve well. Brogdon is probably a starter. Delhi is a sixth man. Uh, shooting guard, we've got Tony Snell. Or we got Chris Middleton. Probably Chris Middleton. Amen. Yeah. Tony Snell off the bench. <laughs> at, right. the, at the three, this is the ideal lineup, by the way. At the three, we've got Giannis, who's a point forward. So, you know, he, that speaks for itself. At the four, we would have Jabari Parker. And at the five, see, that's where you don't have a clear-cut answer. Right. Like in three years. And that's where, like, now that you're saying that, that's where, like, maybe Will might be right. Maybe we need to bring in a center 
that could really bring this team together. See, like, yeah, in three or four years, Thon is your Thon is your starting center. But next right. year, in the next season after that, who is your starting center? Because you need to bring someone in. I think that the rest of the roster is not the rest of the roster, but like the other starting four, that's fine. The center is where I'm concerned. This is where a guy like Larry Sanders would be perfect, but he, you know, didn't want to play basketball anymore and now signed with the Cavaliers. So I think that's where you need to bring in an outside guy. What do you get? I don't know. Do you have any suggestions on who that fifth man should be? I don't know. A lot of people were hating on possibly Dwight Howard coming to the Bucks over the summer. Like, yeah, I'm hating on that too. Why? Why are you hating on Dwight Howard? He just doesn't. I don't want him on the Bucks. Sure, he he used to be good, but like, what is he now? Like, he's still an elite rebounder and defender in Atlanta. Like, isn't that what you want? Does he have the attitude the Bucks want? No. Okay. There's your issue. Like, where, what was his attitude? Like, he had a reputation for having a bad attitude in L.A., right? Well, because Kobe Bryant was on that team. Kobe Bryant... What are you trying to say by that, brown buddy? God. <laughs> uh, Kobe Bryant, if he doesn't agree with you, he is your enemy, and that causes locker room tension. I don't think the, all of the blame can be put on Dwight Howard. And when he was in Houston, he was brought in I read an article about this on ESPN about a year ago. When Dwight Howard was in Houston, he was brought in expecting a certain amount of post touches per game, but then James Harden like developed into like the one of the best players in the league, and they just fed him the ball. So right. Dwight Howard wasn't happy because he was brought in under the conditions that he would have a certain amount of post touches per game and then he was he wasn't even getting like three shots up a game here's another thing dwight howard doesn't want to come to milwaukee that's not true when last year's trade deadline uh dwight howard told gus johnson that there was a trade set up for him to come to milwaukee if he had agreed to opt into his contract the next year which he wasn't going to do that was obvious but he said he was asked if he would consider Milwaukee in free agency. He was like, I don't know. I like Milwaukee. Okay, that's one response to one question. I don't think he'd want to come to Milwaukee. Okay, that aside, I think a guy like Dwight Howard would be a f- good fit for this team. Hmm. I don't know. That's an interesting I, idea. I don't know what other options there are out there. Like Until you wait for Thon to develop, I don't know who else you could get. Because like John Henson. Okay, but look at the look at the six game win streak we just went on. Who was playing center then? Who were we winning with at center? Like we were starting Thon, but he was only playing like five minutes a game. It was mainly Greg Monroe. Right, and that's what I like. I like Monroe, especially how he plays with Brogdon. And if Brogdon is the future point guard of this team, why can't we build around Monroe as our fifth man? Because I think Mon- Monroe has an opt out after the season. He has an option to opt out. I think he's going to opt out because he thinks he can get a bigger contract. And the question is whether the Bucks are willing to pay a larger contract when they have to sign, when they already have Giannis signed to a $100 million extension and have to sign Jabari to an extension, have Chris on a long-term deal, Delhi on a long-term deal, Mears on a long-term deal. Like You don't want to commit that much money. They already made the mistake of doing that with Miles Plumley, so they traded him. 
and they already have right. three more years in John Henson, and that's turning out to be a mistake, so they want to trade him. So that's my problem. Monroe is going to want a bigger contract in the like, long term. The Bucks won't want to commit to that much money without hindering their future luxury tax or salary cap space. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Do you think they should re-sign Monroe? Re-sign Monroe? Yeah, do you think they should re-sign Monroe? If he opts out, he's, had, he's having probably one of his, He's having one of the best years of his career. Not like stat-wise. He's not scoring more points than he ever has. But he's have, he's had the second best uh, field goal percentage of his career this year. That's he's true. shooting from the free throw line better. He's a finisher. He's, he's playing he very plays smart basketball. on the court. Yeah, and I think he's improved defensively too. He was built when he was brought into Milwaukee. He was billed as a poor defender, and that's because he, like, he was a poor defender. But he was this offseason. He shed a lot of weight, and he improved his just like general athleticism. And now he's a better defender. Like you can rely on him to block some shots in the post. See, that's why I think he's going to opt out. Because you think he can, you think that he thinks that he can get more somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, what is he? Even, he's yeah. making like eighteen million dollars or nineteen million dollars a year right now. I think he can get more than that, especially with the salary cap so, exploding. So if he is, if he is playing up to his potential, and if we think that maybe he can build on that, why wouldn't you want to sign him to maybe the deal that he's worth? Why wouldn't you want to keep him around as, and use him? Like I said, he plays great with Brogdon, and it seems like he's fitting in with our team and especially our offense. Like. Why wouldn't you want to keep him around, even if it's going to cost them? Because you don't want to hint, you. Besides the starting five, you need a bench. You can't so, have all your money tied up in your starting five. So you want to sign somebody cheaper than Monroe? So you want to get, like, this, we brought this up because it's like, okay, we need a good fifth man, and we're talking about the future. So are you basically saying, like, okay, we're going to need to get somebody that's cheap, but also good? Like, how? that's not computing to me. I mean, you could. Uh, you see what I'm saying, though. Ron? I do see what you're like, saying. You, you're. I get what you're saying with like money and like. Okay, we need to watch out with how much we're spending. But then you're also saying like, okay, we need a good fifth man, which is accurate. So how are you going to balance that? You just want to get. You just want to keep. I mean, obviously we have Thon, but like, what are we going to do? What What do you want to do about it? What do you want to do about it? What do you want to do about it? <laughs> see, what the San Antonio Spurs did this season was they signed a guy in Dwayne Dedman, who's been performing great for them. And but he's on a super cheap deal. I don't. I could. So you just want us to go out there and find a cheap, cheap center that'll play well. Yes. Is that too much Seems to ask? Like wishful thinking. Is that Good too much to ask that, for? Man. Yes. I don't know if that's. Be, that may be. I don't know if that's too much to ask for though. Like he's Dwayne Dedman is making two point eight million, two point nine million dollars this year, and he's okay, perf- Rohan. He's performing. Where did he come from? There's one example of a cheap center that's playing good. Give me another one. Give me a second. You guys talk about something else, and I'll get something. Well, how was your weekend? That was all right. You know, anything fun? No, just around at home. Willie oh. Aaron Gomez. He's a rookie for the Knicks. He's a rookie. That means they drafted him. Yeah. So find someone in the draft. So, so is that I what you're? Know what you're saying right now? Your argument boils down to. We found Thon Maker in the draft. Draft but you're somebody. Saying, you're saying, okay, he's not going to be good enough for now, so we need somebody for now. Yeah, you can find, like, in the second Who round. Who is now? 
oh, t- I, you know what? This is just like idealistic. I don't, <laughs> I don't know who they're actually gonna sign. I don't know. You find an expiring vet like Pau Gasol who can still put up a double double for you. They're not a so double double. Is Pau gonna be cheap? Pau's gonna be cheap. Pau was cheap. <laughs> no. Here, let me find. Let me get his contract up. Uh... Okay, but isn't he on a deal right now? Yeah, Pau is only making fifteen million dollars this year. That's about how much. How much is Greg Monroe making? Like nineteen. Okay. And he's going to okay, command more. Let me more. just state for the record, I'd rather have Pau Gasol than Greg Monroe. See, that's good. Yeah. you He's a cheaper guy on a vet. Like, he's an older guy who can still produce. Like, that's the kind of guy you want as your fifth, as playing the five. Is but that... then you still want Thon to get minutes. Yeah, I want Thon to get, like, spotty minutes. So you're kind of going away from that idea earlier of bringing in like a Dwight Howard or like a more flashy signing as the fifth guy. I don't think you're Dwight, going away from that. I don't think Dwight Howard is a flashy signing anymore. It's a name, though. It's a name, but it's a name. No one in the NBA respects him as much as they did. No general manager does, at least. Maybe there's a reason for that. Yeah, there, <laughs> there is. He's not. He's he was an MVP candidate when he was in his prime in Orlando. Like he's not that anymore. So if you bring in a, like an average guy like Dwight Howard is now, speaking of an average guy, that's kind of like you, Rohan. <laughs> hey, I'm a good post player. Just I don't an know average guy making his way in the world. <laughs> I yeah, an average guy like Dwight Howard is that too much to ask for? Is it? I don't know. I, well, I still want, I would argue that Dwight Howard is not average, but that's just me. Okay, slightly Based on above the fact average. that his, it's the name recognition is going to cost him more money. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Listen up. Everyone's going to make their choice. Greg Monroe, Pal Gasol, Dwayne Dedman, or Dwight Howard. On their current deal. Who would you want as the Bucks starting center next year? Well, like, as they're on their current deals, or just, just like what you think they would get at, on free agency. So for Greg Monroe, it might be a little more. Obviously, Deadman, he's going to be less. Okay, Will. Who do you want pick? starting next year, and why? Will. Um, you know, hold on, give me a second. Okay, I'll go. I'm trying to figure something oh, out here. You go. Yeah, you go first. I'm trying to look up Dwayne Deadman here. Yeah, I would pick Dwayne Deadman. Like he's he can produce for you. He's not going to command post touches. He's a defensive presence. But and he's cheap. I don't know what else you can ask for. I would sign Dwayne Dedman. I argued that they should have made they should have signed him this past summer. Uh, Did you really argue that? I don't remember that. <laughs> well, this podcast didn't exist last summer, so you know. But I think well, I thought the Bucks should have signed Dwayne Dedman last off season, and even if he commands like more than the $3 million he's making this year, that's fine. If he commands like $7 million a year, that's fine. I would sign Dwayne Dedman. Well, he's still going to be playing for the Spurs next year. His contract is... That, well, it's a hypothetical. Years. I know, but... I would sign I, Greg Monroe. I would pay what we need to to keep him around just because of how, like you guys have said, he's blossomed this year and how well he's played 
And like I keep bringing up, especially how well he functions in our offense. He has a great efficiency rating. He's shooting great field goal percentages. And he's playing well with Brogdon, our point guard of the future. And what are we if we are not to own the future? Signed, Greg Monroe. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, Will, Dwayne Jedman has a player option that he's most likely going to use. Okay. Well, um, if I had to pick one of those guys, I probably would go with Gasol. You'd pick Pau- I don't. Okay, Pau Gasol yep. is going to be like 50 years old next year. That's okay. <laughs> You're going to bring in Pau Gasol. Yeah, this team, I, sold it. I think the Bucks need a veteran presence. They don't have a veteran player on this team, really. That's, That's a good point. Michael older and has, and has seen playoff experience. Michael Beasley's still 28 years old. And he's been, oh, in out of the, he's been in and out of the league. Yeah, he went to China. They have Jason Terry, yes. Okay, yeah, I was just going to bring up Jason Terry. But one guy, come on. You need Jet. Yeah, That's you one need, guy. Also, you need also more Jason Kidd is kind of like a veteran because like... He's a coach. But he's like a veteran. He is like a vet, but you have to choose whether you want to be a coach or you want to be a vet. He's both. You can't do that. <laughs> okay. It's not, how, not how leadership works. But yeah, if I had to pick one of them, I'd pick Gasol. I feel like he gives the team a veteran presence and potentially better stats than both Edmund and uh, Monroe I put up in similar minutes. If okay, I... but Pau Gasol... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay, you know, you know, I just want to finish this by saying this. We brought up all these guys, but you know who would really be a great center presence, be a great fifth band for the Bucks? Please don't say Miles Plumley. Maurice Claiborne. Okay. <laughs> Why not bring him in for a workout? You know what? Why not? Nate Robinson tried to make the jump from the NBA to the NFL. Why can't Mo Claiborne yeah. do from the NFL to the NBA? Exactly. Thank be, you very much. He can be the next two sport athlete. Uh, Why not? Don't Mo forget Clay. about Michael Jordan. Yeah, next. <laughs> next. Yeah. John Wait, Tim Tebow's in baseball now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he had hits first his first hit today. A, yeah, he did first have his he was first. an amazing. He was an amazing quarterback in the NFL, arguably one of the most uninteresting of all time. And now he's <laughs> playing baseball. He did rack up his first hit. The man apparently crushed the ball in uh, batting practice. I know. Wow. But he, he, he had wow. come in today was 0 for 8 with three strikeouts. Yo, he, he is simply unbelievable. Tim Tebow was jacked. That he is. That man works out <laughs> What are you talking about, Ron? Like, he's very do you have a man crush, Ron, do you have a man crush on Tim Tebow? No, I don't. Why is this first coming up now? You know, I, I don't want to talk about it. He was in football, now he's in baseball. You must be all over him. Yeah. Whatever. So, oh, Mo, so the so the end of this conversation is Mo Claiborne needs to be starting at center for the Milwaukee Bucks. I think oh, that's the most rational conclusion we can come to at this point. <laughs> We should move on from this topic before anything else gets bad. Speaking of basketball, uh, 
NCAA tournament bracket was released this past Sunday. Do you guys have any gripes with it? Yeah, I have South Dakota State winning everything. Are so. <laughs> <laughs> you in the tournament? I think so. Uh, go Villanova. Uh, I, haven't beating, I haven't beaten North Kentucky in the final of the game. I mean, is that like your upset bracket, or is that your real bracket? Well, that's my real bracket. <laughs> <laughs> no, South Dakota State wins it all. Shocks the world. I don't know. I feel, I'm pretty, feeling pretty good about uh, Jacksonville State. I'm feeling pretty good about those Marquette Golden Eagles. I definitely have no bias towards them. But I think they're going to win it all because they are the best team in the country and they are the best college in the country. No bias whatsoever. They're going to... No. No. <laughs> I'm close. Speaking of, they, they made, they made <laughs> Speaking of Wisconsin, okay, let's talk. Let's just talk about our uh, Wisconsin teams here. So let's first look at Wisconsin. So who are we playing in the first round? V Virginia Tech. Va. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Virginia. <laughs> LOL. Sorry. Uh, I think are we gonna win, win that, that game? first game. I think they can win that game. Do you? Okay, um, let me let me ask this question before we get into whether they can win or not. Do you think they were underseeded? Um, at this point, the, based on what they played at the end of the year, I'd say no. They were supposed to be ranked. They came in the year ranked a lot higher, and then they started out playing well. They hit a brick wall basically, and they had lost five out of six coming into the, the Big Ten tournament. They still they made the Big Ten tournament final. They made the championship, but then they got blown out by Michigan, and Michigan's a seventh seed. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Let me just say one thing about this game. Go ahead. By looking at points per game, the Badgers <laughs> score 71.9 points per game. Virginia Tech scores 79.3 points per game. And if that statistic alone tells you anything, the Badgers aren't going to win. <laughs> you can't. So. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Anyways, we're going to move on from Billy's comment over there. So you were saying Michigan, Michigan is a 7 Guys, I'm a sports philosopher. Yes, yeah, Michigan's a seven seed. I so, mean, but the thing is, Minnesota is a five seed. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. I, I do think the Badgers ranked a little low. Yes, but the Big the Ten Badgers was not that good this year. Better than them in the Big Ten standings, they beat Minnesota and they finished higher than them in the Big Ten tournament, and yet they're three seeds lower. How does that Tell happen? Him. How does that happen, Will? Tell me how that happens. I, I, I don't know how to explain that. How? But the, how? Billy. <laughs> How does that happen? But the, the Big Ten was not that good this year. Still, no, I'm, I mean, com- I'm comparing just Wisconsin. I, I'm comparing Minnesota. I, yeah, I don't know how to put it because Wisconsin is in probably the one of the, the toughest groups. They have Villanova. And Duke. Duke. Marquette. Baylor. No, okay, don't, <laughs> not, not, not Marquette, why? Uh, Florida's in it. Baylor. That's, they have, they're in a good grouping compared to all the other the teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, let's get back to the question: Is Wisconsin going to win this game or not? Yeah, they win. They should win this game over Virginia Tech. No, what uh, about the points per game? But look at okay, look at the opposing points per game. Badgers give up sixty-one point four. Virginia Tech gives up seventy-four point four. Virginia only okay, but the Badgers can't sco- How can the Badgers score seventy point point seventy-four point four if they only score seventy-one point nine? Oh. Uh, this isn't based on averages, buddy. That's not how but, basketball works. Buddy, are buddy, you talking yeah. to me or Rohan? Buddy Brown over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brown buddy. 
but the, the Badgers are three and four against top twenty-five teams. Virginia Tech is three and six. So the Badgers have a little advantage. I think that they yeah, can let's play. Let's take a vote. I say the Badgers are going to win. Will Badgers will win. Rohan, I say the Badgers are going to win. Badgers win. Let's move on. Okay. It well, looks like they're going to play. It looks like they're going to play Villanova next. Who's going to yeah. win that game? Villanova. I don't know. Nova's a... Nova's vulnerable. Are they? The... I mean, they they lost to Marquette, but I guess Marquette's the best team in the country. So apparently, Nova also just won. Uh, I mean, they're the, the number they're again. the number one overall seed for a reason. Let's be yeah. real. They're... I th- honestly, I think I don't think could... Wisconsin wins this game. Wisconsin no, there's no chance. There's almost no chance Wisconsin Unless Mr. Snow. Fourth Quarter, not Isaiah Thomas, but Bronson Koenig shows up. Even if Koenig shows up and plays well, I still don't see them beating a much better Villanova team. What about... I say Wisconsin loses, Will. They're, they're not going to beat Nova. Rohan. Uh, yeah, Wisconsin's going to lose to Nova. The real question... Well, is, we all agree. The real Let's question talk about is... Marquette. Here. Yeah, is Marquette going to beat is Duke? Is Marquette going to beat South Carolina? No. Yeah. Wait, you think Marquette's going to lose to the Gamecocks? I sure do. I don't think they're going to lose to the Gamecocks. Golden Eagles v. Gamecocks? Who's going to win that game? Golden the Eagles. Gamecocks. Golden Eagles. The, ga- the game ca- Gamecocks. Will, Will, what do you say? Um, I think seriously. You look at what either. Thornwell's doing this year. Seven rebounds way. a game, 21 points a game. How can you stop him? You know... Just because well, you don't the, know who Thornwell it, is doesn't mean you need to discount his greatness this season. Stat for you, Billy. The, yeah, uh, Marquette Sin, is Sin shooting. Darius Thornwell, man. Hey, Marquette is does have the best three-point shooting team in, in the, the entire country. Yeah, Marcus Howard percent from the three-point line. And a top ten from the, the free-throw line. Marcus Howard will light you up. Luke Fisher will beat you down low. I don't know what else you need. Rohan, but here's your, here's your one issue. They're one of the worst defensive teams in the nation. Who cares? They yeah, can, what do you say about that, Rohan? They take the Houston Rockets approach of trying to outscore their opponent so they don't have to play defense. In, the, score the, a, an insane amount of points so you don't have to worry about playing defense. Insane amount of points? They only score 80 points a game. That's better that's, than the Badgers. That's, that's, that's good in college. That's way 80 better. 80 points a game is, is really good in college. It's, You're really good in college. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Will, I say Will lights it up on his intramural Will. team. Hey, I do. I scored. I, up on my I scored twelve team. points I last week. I say Marquette week. loses. Will. I think Marquette. I'm gonna wins. give them. I'm gonna give them round one. They'll win that one. Yeah, I think Marquette they can wins. beat South Carolina. Marquette wins. Wow. Two to one. Marquette wins. Wow. But how about when they go against Duke? Marquette plays Duke. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That, that's assuming that Troy beats. Like that's assuming Troy loses to Duke, and I don't know if that's completely. A sit, deal set in stone. I'm willing to make that assumption, are you, Will? <laughs> Duke will win that game. I'm, they should win that game, hands down. I'm willing to make that assumption as well. So Duke <laughs> versus Marquette. I don't know. That's two super teams going against each other. You got Grayson Allen, who just will trip you if you, or kick you if you just get in his way. So I don't know how you're just going to deal with that. But it doesn't matter if you're just laying them up from three point range. Duke can also hit threes. Yeah, but not as good as Marquette. Jason Tatum can shoot threes. Okay, Jason Tatum. Don't, like, okay, he's one of the best prospects of the draft. So <laughs> exactly, he's. He, I mean, can Marquette stop Tatum? No. That's. Yeah, 
with Marquette's defense against Duke's offense, I don't know how there's a chance. But yeah, Tatum can score. Yeah, there's no chance Marquette um, wins that game. Rohan just admit it. I mean, I say a, Marquette loses. Rohan. Kendrick. I say, can I say Marquette loses. Rohan. I have no bias, but I'm going to say Marquette wins. Will. You have bias. Uh, Marquette <laughs> is going to get crushed. Two to one, Marquette goes down. Now let's just say who we have winning the whole thing and just say why, and then just say why, Rohan. To win it all, I would probably, yeah. I would probably say Villanova. They're the favorites. Two, they, two, years in, two years in a row? I think they can repeat. If, they, if any team can do it, it's them. They're the number one overall seed for a reason. They have the experience of a postseason run. I don't know how you can discount them and how they're not the favorites. Yeah, I I would pick Nova as well. Um, if I'm going with a team that I think also will, could win this, did not disagree with Rohan. My um, other option is Kansas. Kansas. Team, I think, Josh Jackson well. will carry them. I like let Josh Jackson. Just use, let me just use reason. Okay, use reason. Let me start. Let me start by asking you a question, Rohan. Okay. Who was the MVP of the NBA last year? The MV- Steph Curry. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there was one player in college basketball who is better than Steph Curry. <laughs> Would that be, Rohan? You know, if the media and LeVar Ball are telling me the truth, I would have to say Lonzo Ball. And I wholeheartedly know that anything the media says is true. <laughs> so I'm going to have to agree that Lonzo Ball is a better basketball player than Steph Curry. And can you not... Steph Curry was the unanimous MVP last year. Did you see how many threes he put up? And if Lonzo Ball is better than him, he's in college. Okay? How is he not going to lead the UCLA Bruins to win the championship? Can we, and that's can we, why I say UCLA Can we talk about LeVar Ball for a second? Like, no, we can't. We can only talk about Lonzo, who is better than Steph Curry. <laughs> no, for real. Can we talk about LeVar Ball for a second? This is a little off-topic. But LeVar Ball, a lot of people are hating on him. He's, what did he say? He said, put Steph on UCLA and put Lonzo on the Warriors and see what happens. Okay, here's what would happen. UCLA would not lose a game. And the Warriors would be not good. <laughs> that's what would happen. I don't, think that's, I don't think that's true. If Durant was healthy. but I mean, if Durant was healthy, they'd still be a good team. Yeah. Like you would just put Lonzo off ball. But Billy's pulling UCLA. UCLA UCLA would not lose a game if Steph Curry was on that team. Okay. Back to the tournament. (laughs) Sorry. Had to go on a little LeVar ball tangent there. I say UCLA wins it all because of Lonzo. Gonzo for Lonzo. And I say in a turn of events, Duke plays against them. And although oh. Grayson Allen tries his best to trip Lonzo in this <laughs> final game, he cannot. That because Lonzo be... is better than Steph Curry. I want to see that matchup just so I can do. see Grayson Allen trip Lonzo Ball. And I want to see how LeVar Ball would react. That would be an amazing... I was the cart. Rohan, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not crazy. If, Lebar, if LeVar Ball... You're off the wall. You're off the hook. <laughs> I'm off the ball. Sorry, I apologize. Please take that back. <laughs> okay, so you, just, that out. so you say so you say Duke versus UCLA. 
in the final four. In the championship. Exactly. In the championship. Exactly. Interesting. I, interesting I, I thought UCLA was in the West, but they're in the South. My apologies. I have I have a bold prediction. Okay, what's your bold prediction? Well, championship Villanova in North Carolina. Round two. two. Round two. Uh, that Villanova's going to win again. Wow. That would be fun to that's see. My, that's, my, that's one of my bold predictions for the tournament. Wow. Okay, let's go. At, that's your bold prediction. Billy, what's your bold prediction? A bold prediction for the tournament? Yeah. If he says well, something about Lonzo Ball. <laughs> I swear. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. But this is the first year that a one seed loses in the first game. No, who is it? Ooh. South Dakota State, are you kidding me? <laughs> Beating Gonzaga? I am looking in the Midwest. You say, I think Kansas can lose. I think they're vulnerable. Kansas and you can know that, you know the team they're playing against, they don't even know who they are. But I think they have a chance. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. So what is your bold prediction? <laughs> my bold prediction. I need to hear this twice because I didn't. I, I, my who? bold prediction is that a 16 seed beats a 1 seed. And who is that 16th seed? You know, I was looking in the Midwest, and I think Kansas might go down, but it could also happen in the South. You think North Carolina would lose to Texas, Texas Southern. Southern? Texas Southern went 0-4 against top 25 teams this year. There's a first for everything, Will. They only scored three more points a game than they gave up. There's a first for everything, Will. Oh my gosh! If I had to, <laughs> if I had to pick one sixteen v one upset, it would probably it would probably be South Dakota State versus Gonzaga. And I'm not saying that it might not happen in the West. You say it could be both. All I'm my bold prediction <laughs> is that a sixteen seed beats a one seed. Okay. Oh well. Uh, wait, you're. We'll hope you're wrong. That's that's not gonna happen, man. I actually Six, hope that number does one happen. Seed, it'd be crazy. Number but number one seeds are 128 and 0 against 16 seeds, and they win on average by 28 points. Streaks are meant to be broken. That's that the first is. for everything. That's true. But we'll, so Billy thinks this will be the year. My okay. Can I say my bold year, prediction? No. Yeah, go go, go for it. Okay. No, no, we got to cover all the bold predictions. Okay. My bold prediction is that Nevada makes a run. Watch out. So they beat Iowa State, and then they beat... Purdue. Potentially Purdue. Yeah. And then they have a chance wow. against Kansas. I think... I know. I, I, I could see them beating Iowa State, but I don't think Caleb Swanigan... What if you really want to get hurt? No. You know how we could really... You know how we could really improve the Bucks? How? Let's bring this back <laughs> full circle. Take Lonzo Ball. And sign him as our fifth man. And then just keep, keep Maurice Claiborne as a reserve. Okay, so our our two centers are 5'11 NFL player Maurice Claiborne and six... It's Morris Claiborne, but, you know, okay. What did I say? Well, it's Morris Claiborne, what? not Maurice Morris. Oh, sorry. That works. I know Morris, Cla- Morris Claiborne. 5'11 Morris Claiborne. And our backup center is 6'6 Lonzo Ball. No, 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 no. 
Six six Lonzo balls are starting. Oh, center. sorry. <laughs> how how could I be mistaken? <laughs> so we got a we got a line. Okay, if we have a lineup of Brogdon, Cash, Giannis, Jabari, and Lonzo Ball, Giannis is playing center. <laughs> Not Lonzo Ball. That's beside the point, Rohan. The point is that we would have a player that's better than Steph Curry at that point. <laughs> and that player wouldn't be Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't know. You can't find... Giannis! <laughs> okay, way to bring it full circle, Billy. I like it. You know me. <laughs> okay, I think we've covered all of the points we wanted to talk about in this pod, unless you guys have some ending thoughts you want to throw out there. Yeah, I do want to talk about some things. Okay, what is it? Will and I have been meaning to talk to you about this for a while, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I don't know if we should talk about it on the podcast, honestly. You know what? Why not? I think it's best to be saved for after the show. Sure. Okay. Why'd you bring but it up then? Well, do you, do you think we should bring it to his attention now? I don't know. It might be risky. Ron, probably, probably we've wait. been thinking for a while, and we just want to tell you that we value as a friend. Oh, we just want we Aww. just want you to know how much you're appreciated. Oh, thank you guys. I appreciate and although, you guys too. Although we make fun of you. Although we say you know nothing about sports, mainly basketball. Although we say that you can't, that you really don't have any insight when it comes to the Bucks. Although we call you our brown buddy, which may be derogatory. Although guys, we say all these things. Do you guys say this behind my back? Although we say all these things, I just want you to know that you really have a place in our heart and in our minds. Wow, we're getting wow. heartfelt here to close the show. Thank you. You're well, welcome, that, I think that's a good note to end on. So what yeah, did, what did just... we talk about today? We talked about the Packers. We talked about the Bucks. We talked about Marquette. We talked about the Badgers. We talked about the tournament in general. I think this was a good pod. Who do the Bucks play next? Uh, the Bucks play the Clippers. When? Uh, they play them on uh, Wednesday. Are they going to win or lose, Rohan? Uh, they're going to lose. They're playing in LA. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't see them winning that game. They beat the Clippers think, earlier this season, but they, they're still going to lose. I say they beat the Clippers, and I say that Chris Middleton leads the charge, and I say that he puts up a season high as far as points go. Oh, okay. That's my bold prediction for the Bucks game. Okay, we'll revisit these predictions on the next edition of this podcast. So from me, I'm Rohan, I'm your host. From Billy, from Will, I would like to say thank you for listening to the inaugural edition of the Wisconsin Sports Appeal Pod, and we hope to see you next time. Goodbye.